Yo, welcome back, everyone, to Spread of the News, episode 26. Thank you for joining us here on September 20th, 2022. Lots of twos there, where the Yankees tonight will be facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates. As you can tell, we don't have an episode for Monday. Um, Scheduling's been really difficult lately. You can tell that with last week's episode. Um, But we're going to keep working at getting things right. But... Uh, we are here today, and Brian is with us today. Oh, my name is Chase, by the way. I forgot to say that. I am your host, and more with Brian. How's everybody doing? Wow, that's all I got. I'm excited to get into this episode. Danny, what's going on, kid? Yeah, you know, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> okay, Danny's actually going to the game Friday. Danny, Can't tell wait. Us a little, tell us a little bit about that. Aaron what what, what is the significance of Friday? Aaron Judge will hit his 62nd record-breaking home run right to this right hand, right here. It's coming right here. You're I'm going to ble- catch it, and I'm going to sell it to Judge for $3 million. You're in the bleachers, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. If you guys caught Aaron Judge's home run ball, this number 62, what do you ask for in exchange, or do you ask for anything at all? Shout out, uh, spreading the news podcast. That's what I ask for. Or have him on it. Ooh. What do you say? Have him on it. Or have him on it. That is that would be well, both. Sick. Both. Because he'll tweet it, it if out. If you have like, him on it, then it. you get a shout out and then you get him on it. And then that I get be, a picture with him. I want a really picture with him. Get a, a five minute slot. I know he's a busy guy. Five minute slot. <laughs> that would be really sick. Aaron um, Judge Tuesdays. He gets a weekly spot. See, the thing about that, though, I would love to hit, for him to hit it on Friday because, you know, I'll be there and it, it would be cool. But that game is on Apple TV, so I know anybody watching at home, we want to hear Michael K say. We want to hear Michael K. I know I won't be hearing it, but if I would go back home and listen to what Michael K said, like, because the odds of me actually getting the ball, you know, but I want to see it live. <laughs> You're not getting the ball. <laughs> yeah, no offense to you, but I, I desperately hope that he doesn't hit it Friday, so it's not an Apple TV call. Like, that, like that is going to be the call we're forever going to hear Judge's record-breaking home run is like the Apple TV crew. It's just not right. Michael K has to like just record his voice while he's at home so he could post it out. Like, you know, I, I, I would have to think that maybe yes would make some circumstances where they would. I don't think so. That's MLB, bro. Unless there's contract issues. I don't think you can do that. That would, that would be one of the more devastating storylines of the entire season, at least for me. Um, I mean, do we think that they'll even know? Like, that's a record. (laughs) I mean, when Oswaldo Cabrera made that catch and right, they thought it was Judge. They did. They were like, Aaron Judge with the Rob's a home run. They were like, wait, no, that's Cabrera. Like, the game just started. Like, you got to know the lineups. You, you probably know just happened. read, like, the starting lineups and the starting defense, whatever. Um, The Apple TV crew from the games that I've watched on Apple TV has been not close to where you want it to be. Um, they're bad. I don't know no, about... just, they're bad. They're, they're really bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about your guys' experience with it. I don't, I don't even have it because I, and so I can't watch those games. And I'm actually doing a research paper in like one of my sports comm classes, and I'm doing it about like the streaming services, like how people feel about the streaming service games, and specifically the Yankees. So I'm like looking up tweets, for examples, and like if you just look up MLB Apple TV, every tweet is like Apple TV sucks. Like this Horrible. is an embarrassment to the MLB. So like it's got a lot of material to work with there for that one. Amazon Prime is fine because at least we get Michael K's K's voice on it. So, like, 
It's just you yeah. have to get Amazon. Yeah, you just have, to have Amazon Prime. But like, yeah, but I'm not in the New York area. That's great for you guys. Oh, that is also it. true. You're not. Yeah, in like that hurts for that hurts for fans that are not in our New York area. Danny. I'm gonna see Aaron yeah, that is a second home run on Stream East two minutes after you guys do. <laughs> yeah, put no, everything we'll on probably... Do Not Disturb, man. It's not yeah. that hard. You like get spoiled. The, the other day, Chase, do you remember Brian? Like, he was saying something that happened in literally the half inning before. Like, we were watching the second at bat of the next inning, and he's talking about a strikeout that happened last inning. Yes, I do remember that. Brian has had some serious struggles in watching games <laughs> that are not provided. It shouldn't by be yes. this hard, man. In 2022, it, it should not hard. be this No, it, you're right. It is 2022. Look at, I mean, look at us. We're broadcasting a podcast from our own home, from our own computers, and they can't even get their their own big streams going Man. correctly it's let's just hope to avoid the the apple tv problem hopefully maybe he'll three tonight imagine that. why not Whoa. pirates aren't gonna pitch to him yeah so i was i was saying to, okay so let's just let's just talk about judge while we're already on the topic oh um, what you got something to say hell yeah okay well let me go first so um I'm having a previous conversation with someone and we're talking about judge and judge with they're, they're not going to so obviously Christian. <laughs> yeah. But the fans don't know Christian. <laughs> they're, they're not going to pitch to him this week. Like they're just not like anytime that a team gets the chance to walk judge, they're going to walk him because obviously in their position, you're the other team. Say you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. You don't want to give up number 60, 61, or even 62. So anytime that they get a chance to, to walk him, he's gonna be walked no matter what. So this might this might take a little longer than we expected to. I, yeah. I don't. Well, also, I do agree with that. I feel like everyone's like, oh, like he's gonna. Like, I can't wait for him to get it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I think I think it could be also, a little bit. I think Michael K said it best. Like, no pitcher wants to be on that poster. Like for like yeah. for the sixty second home run, the sixtieth home run, the sixty first. Like, you don't want to be on that poster of it. You don't want to be in that video. That's gonna. Last forever, like David Price and Derek Jeter's video of his 3,000th hit. Well, I mean, no pitcher wants to be that. What I do think, though, is like they're going to pitch to him. Like, like it's going to be normal unless like they need to for a game situation. Like, he's walked when Monty and Tessie let me go for 3,000 hit, like because they needed to. Of course, I'm freezing. I'm fucking talking again. (laughs) Can you you repeat that? Just repeat it, just for clarity. Uh-oh, I think we're losing him. All right, so he, what he was saying is that... I'm here. Oh, there he is. <laughs> All, right. All right, so, so yeah, when when Monty had intentionally walked Miguel Cabrera because it was, like, within the confines of the game, like, they're not going to walk him with nobody on. Like, that's not, they're not going to do something like that. Like, if, if, it's, if it's beneficial to walk him for the game circumstances, like, for the win, for, like, their sake, even though they're not, like, playing for anything, like... I don't know if there's a base open in the late innings in a close game, like sure, like they'll walk them, but like to lead up, they're not going to just like walk them to like lead off the game. They're not going to walk them to lead off the third or they're to, you know, in the third in like a zero zero game. Like it, they're not going to do that. Like they're going to pitch to him. I think like that's what you have to do. It's still baseball. Like you're not going to, that's cheap. Like to walk them for no reason. Yeah. Like I think there well, has to be I, reason. Like, I actually just read an interesting article at the post where they interviewed Phil Nevin and Derek Shelton, the uh, pirates manager. Um, he said that he admires Buck Showalter because when he was managing the bad Orioles, he knows that there's other races going on. So you're not just going to throw a, like you acknowledge that there's other races, even if you're not playing for anything. 
So you're not just going to walk a guy when you don't need to walk him, or you're not going to pitch to a guy when you should be walking him just because he's chasing a record. Like, no, you play to win. doesn't matter how you are. Cause there's, you, you affect the whole league. You don't want to affect the whole league. And he's, he's basically said like, we're going to treat judge like how he is the best player in baseball. When he's up in that situation, we're going to walk him if we need to, if we're trying to win the game, we're going to treat him like the best player in major league baseball. Like he is. Yeah. And it's super interesting because when I think about this record, that's, you know, on the cusp of being broken, I, I reflect to the Jeter doc when Jeter was saying that he was ready to break 3000 hits. Um, like he, he was really struggling before like the games yeah. leading up to him actually getting his 3000th hit. And then obviously, you know, Jeter, he's, you know, he's, he's this storybook guy. So he goes out and goes five for five on the day that he gets 3000 hits. But I'm wondering if I'm wondering, obviously we were, we're not going to get the answer unless if someone of course asks him, but I wonder how judge feels about that. Like, like, like is he thinking about it? Like, do you guys yeah. think he's, he's got to be thinking about it? Right. Like that's also what Jeter said. Jeter told everyone before that 3000 hit that, no, it's just, you know, I'm just playing every day. But then after he got the 3000, he admitted like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was weighing on me. I was thinking about, so he's not going to admit it before, but right. maybe he'll admit it after. Right. Brian, were you going to say something? Uh, no, I'm, I agree with Danny. He's, he's got to be thinking like, how can you not be thinking about it? Like all the stuff judge says is like, it's the same way with Jeter. It's just like, he's saying what, you know, he's supposed to say, but in his mind, you have to, like, you just have to be thinking about it. Like he's got 59 when the Yankee record, American league record 61, like Babe Ruth hit 60. It was like, he's thinking about it. Like he cannot about. be thinking about it. And everybody who's, we just talked about this today. I, I do think that the MLB record is 73, but I think if judge gets over the 61, which we, it's looking like he will. If Judge gets over the 61, I think it should count a little bit more than the American League record because everybody that's hit above 61 has used steroids. I think that it still counts the MLB record, whatever, but I think Judge should count just a little bit more as an American League record. Still not at the at the Barry Bonds record, but it should count a little bit more than just the American League record. Like it should be like because it just when... so like everybody that's hit above 61, so said McGuire Bonds. But so, when when you say count a little bit more, do you mean like a little bit more like when you're factoring like a Hall of Fame poll, yeah, or, or just like how people talk about it, like that, and just you're how just people saying like, like intuitively, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like how people, how it's perceived no, I, to the public. Yeah, I can get behind that. Not uh, the Barry Bond. Like, don't make it. Oh, the MLB record. Like, I don't like the clean home run record. I guess you could say that too. But just it's a little more than the American League record. You have to factor in the st- like the steroid stuff, but. It's it's going to be a wild week. There's going to be a lot. You're probably going to see the games are going to be completely sold out like all week. At least at least up until he does it, if he does it. Um, and who knows? Ho- hopefully he won't struggle because he's on triple crown watch. This guy. I was going to say that. God damn it. This guy is. Damn it. He's got. I mean, if he wants to win the triple crown, I'll let you take the lead, Danny. But if he wins, if he wants to win the triple crown, he can't struggle right now. So go ahead, Danny. Go into what you're going to say. I'm going to take credit as the first one to put Judge on triple crown watch. I was texting people in triple crown watch when he was at like 301 and Arise was at 320. I was like, it could happen. Judge keeps staying, gets hot, and Arise goes a little down. It could happen. And now Judge is at 316. Tied with Bogarts for second in the American League, only behind a rise was at 317. He's 0.001. For a very small, a very short portion of yesterday, Aaron Judge was tied for the lead, but then a rise got a hit to put him back up. And the twins are being such bitches with a rise. They don't pit, they don't hit him against lefties. They 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 don't want judge, they don't want to see judge with that triple crown. But 
he's there. He's right there. And we know average isn't as meaningful as a stat, obviously. But when you're hitting 316, that means something, especially when you're hitting 60 plus home runs and with 127 RBIs, you're leading the league in on base slugging. Obviously, that means you're leading in OPS. You're leading in all these major categories. It's just, it's a magical season. I still think I want to write a petition to make OPS the, um, the, uh, the, Triple crown what, stat. Triple crown but, stat, yeah. But it's average. And when you're at three fucking 16, people on Twitter don't even get – Don't people on Twitter, not from New York, not Yankee fans, they don't understand that this guy's more than home runs. I still see people on Twitter like, yeah, cool, all he did is home runs, but can he pitch? Like, dude, he's hitting 316. 316. And I also saw – I don't think I mentioned this before. One of my friends, actually, a Yankee fan, Yankee fan friend, says that Otani's the MVP. And I said, well, what if Judge wins the triple crown? He said – all right, Judge could be the MVP if he wins the Triple Crown. Let me ask you, why does he need the tag of Triple Crown? Like, that's the difference between hitting 316 and 318 right now. Yeah, why does he yeah. need the tag of Triple Crown? It's still a crazy season, whether he's hitting 316 or 318. I don't get why just the tag of Triple Crown makes him makes or breaks makes or breaks the MVP for him. I, I don't get it. And I've also seen people say that on Twitter. Like, it's not just him. People do say that, which I don't I don't understand. Like, nobody really cares about the personal accolades like yeah they're cool but this is a six season like triple crown obviously would be great for the history books but he's hit 316 it doesn't matter two points above 316 like that shouldn't make or break a mvp assuming assuming that judge um keeps obviously this pace here that he's on brian i think it was you that sent this that sent this tweet the other day from gabe um playoff tanaka on twitter Said that says 2022 MLB league average OPS is 707. Judges 2022 slug percentage is 701. <laughs> so obviously everybody knows that that you know slugging accounts into OPS, like that's what the stat is. So the fact that Judge is his slug is the league average of OPS just goes to show how unimaginable the season that he's having is. And I can't even put the right words. This is the best season I've ever seen. And I don't think I'll see another season like this for maybe ever, maybe the rest of my lifetime, uh, assuming judge doesn't repeat this in the next couple of years, but I, we probably won't see another season like this ever. Yeah. And we don't count like Barry Bond seasons. Cause we were barely alive for that, you know, but I think the judge is going for the 700 slugging percentage that I think that will be the first time it's happened since 2004 when bonds did it bonds had an 812 OPS uh, slugging percentage that year, which is That's absurd. My Lord. I was, I was going to say, this is the best year since that year. Since bonds yeah, definitely year. 100%. Like, and it, it's the best that's us 2000 babies, ago. 2000 babies is the best we've ever seen. Probably don't remember 2004 if you're 2000 baby. So <laughs> this is the best, yeah. this is the best. Best season we've ever seen. Yeah, baby. 2000? Yeah. 2000, baby? <laughs> I mean, the, the 316 really does add something to it because, like Danny said, we don't take batting average too much account. Like, neither do I. But 316, it, like, you can't ignore 316. And also, that satisfies, like, everyone. Like, every type of baseball fan can be like, okay, this guy's a monster. Because if you're a batting average guy, he's the top of the league. Like, he's the top of the league in literally every offensive stat. And I don't – I want to end, like, the Otani thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he's not winning MVP. Like, I think this debate is, like – there's there's like there's a small select group of baseball fans that think um Otani is the AL MVP. Um and like, you know, obviously we see their point, sure he pitches and hits, but like everybody knows like judges the MVP, like and I know the writers know that as much as you guys want to bash the writers, they know that. Like judges winning MVP. I don't think it's the thing we need to like like get worried about because you see it a lot on Twitter just because it's um 
you know, just, just because like those, those guys are always in our replies. Like we had a, we had a Twitter fight with that guy one time who, by the way, I am going after the second that gets announced judgment MVP. I, I still oh, don't yeah. know his name. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I have, I have a list on Twitter of people I've argued with on Twitter. I have a list and I'm going off one by one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Going off on my, so make sure it's not yeah, on the I mean, official just... STN account. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's our, not our burners. Yeah, uh, but STN STN is officially here announcing Aaron Judge of the 2022 AL MVP. So congratulations <laughs> to him, not Shohei Otani. We knew that in order for Otani to not win MVP after a fully healthy season, somebody would have to have a historic year, whether it would be Vlad, Judge, Trout, anyone else. And what happened? Judge had the best year since Barry Bonds in 2004. So that constitutes it. He's the MVP. Like. What yeah. I can't wait for, and I'm going to do this on the STN pod. I'll warn, I'll warn you guys right now. I'm going to do this on the STN pod account on Twitter. I've kept it in my tucked away screenshot, tucked away, kept the tweet tucked away, a link to it in my notes because I cannot wait. A Mets fan page posted a poll before the season. Would you want Aaron Judge on the Mets in 2022? Like, just, like a hypothetical question. 51% voted no. 51% of Mets fans voted no. Absolutely absurd. Embarrassing. And I, I remember fighting people in the comments back then, like, and all they say, oh, he's so injury prone. He only does is hit home runs. And like the people outside of Yankee fans don't really know. Like they, like people don't know the know baseball as much as we think anymore. Like the, people outside of New York, outside of Yankee, New York, see Aaron Judge is just a home run guy still. And it's crazy to me. And I can't wait. There's one guy, Caesar. I'm going after, I'm going after Caesar. Cannot wait. Um, and Brian, to to kind of to go back into what you were saying before with Otani, I was telling both of you um before we started recording, and I think you mentioned it a little bit briefly, like if if um if Judge miraculously somehow does not win MVP this year, no one can win MVP for as long as Shohei Otani is in major league baseball playing at a high level of what he is. Nobody will should be allowed to win MVP. So you you'll probably see Otani win 2023, 2024, 2025. This guy will have six, as seven, eight straight MVPs. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody will have a better season than Judge. So if Judge doesn't win over Otani, then nobody can then, ever. Exactly. And that's where I'll leave what I have to say about Judge. How much more can you really say about the guy? Unless if you guys want to just add on anything because of how wonderful he is. <laughs> he not, is wonderful. It's not even like it's not even like these numbers are up across the whole league. Like he's twenty two above the next AL home run leader, which is Jordan. Like he's right with their bat with the batting average. He has fourteen more RBIs than Jose Ramirez, who's behind. Like he's crushing everyone in every stat. His on base percentage is four nineteen. Like OPS OPS is still over a thousand. Like the season's coming to a close. Like there's nothing you can say. Like we all know about the war argument. Like he's the first. Like, you know, he has a double-digit war season, which is incredibly rare. Otani's war is around eight, whatever. Like, you, the, like there's just nothing more you can say. And, and I said before, like, he's the MVP. There's no need to stress about it. Yank defense, if you worry that Otani can take it, there's no need. He's not winning it. Judge is the MVP. And people say, people say like, MVP, most valuable to the team. Otani's more valuable to the Angels because he pitches and hits. The Angels suck, one. And two, war is a great stat for how valuable a player is. The Yankees wouldn't be anywhere. The Yankees probably wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now, or they'd probably be the sixth seed in the playoffs right now if Judge wasn't on their team. They they would be nowhere near where they are right now. And that's value. That's value. The Angels, the I think Otani would be more valuable to the Angels if they fucking traded him. Get a haul of prospects because you're bad. 
Obviously, Trout and Otani can't him. win you can't win you anything. But I think Otani's more valuable if you trade him. You know, we we always talked about Trout too, um, as we would always say, you know, one guy can't carry a baseball team when you know people would be like, Oh, Trout's overrated, the Angels suck with him, whatever. And I guess after watching this year, I guess one guy can carry a whole baseball team, or at least yeah, an offense, really? because, or maybe more. Because I've never seen it before, and I was always like, "No, baseball is way more than an individual sport. Like one guy can't carry it." But that's what Judge has done. We had a we had a Yankee of the Week segment uh, where all of us just said Judge because their only wins came solely from him. We could have had a bunch of weeks like that. Like the Yankees are, like Danny said, nowhere near in the position they're in without that guy. And um, I mean, that's all you need to say. Uh, exactly. I've never seen. Beautiful. A baseball Beautiful. team carried by one person, but like a basketball team could be carried by LeBron or something. You've never seen it, but the the 2022 Yankees have been a piano on the back of Aaron Judge, and he has somehow gotten them here. Love that. Love that piano analogy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, Judge is amazing. We will obviously, hopefully the next time we record, Judge will have broken the record and he will be sitting at maybe even more than 62. So, we And will... he will be sitting right here next to Brian in this because I will catch his ball and get him on STN. That would be pretty incredible. Um, so stay tuned for that in case we get our special guest coming through. <laughs> um, I do want to transition, though, to um, Aaron Hicks. I want to transition to Aaron Hicks. Um, oh, what a dark cloud after the Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Um, but really quick before I do that, I do want to mention, obviously, we're not doing Yankee of the Week this week. We wanted to switch things up. So we are just going to kind of do, at least for this episode, um, a more of an informative approach of what's going on with the Yankees right now. Instead Yo, Brian, of doing what was in that cup? Water. Yeah, why is it in an orange? What? Hmm, interesting. I don't have water bottles. Is that all right with you? <laughs> You're just drinking sink water? Why is he calling you out? I don't know, dude. This guy's trying to catch As me. if this guy hasn't had his fair share of drinking problems on the, on, <laughs> on, the, on the broadcast. All right, Aaron Hicks and Hey Bay Bader. Drinking air out of cups. Yeah. And then you had one more episode. I forget what it was, though. Oh, the I'm... mug. The, the huge mug. <laughs> mug was, like, this big. Yeah, you got to get creative in a college house. There's not... Not really much you could do. Well, I'm drinking my fair share of sink water. Let's transition to Aaron Hicks because he is sink water. So Aaron Speaking Hicks, of water, Aaron Hicks couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Hey! Water trail. <laughs> boy. Um, I wanted to tell you guys about a quote that came up in a New York part New York Post article reported by Dan Martin on September 18th. So as I'm scrolling through the article, um. This is straight from Aaron Hicks. Quote, I expect Bader to come in and start playing every day as he should, Hicks said Saturday. Quote, he got traded here to help us win. We need him to be himself to win a World Series. When I get opportunities, I'll try to make the most of them, but it's extremely hard when I play a game and then I'm offered three days and now there's another outfielder out there. So... We'll, we'll dive into that and then we'll go into the later quote. As you can see from that quote, Aaron Hicks is. Would you guys say he's? Would you guys say he's throwing shots right now? What what what, what is your analysis dude. on that quote, dude? Does he realize he's overstayed his welcome already? He's played a lot more. He's gotten more opportunities than he should have. So you're saying, oh, it's hard when you don't play every day. You've basically fucking played every day when you weren't supposed to. So stop. Don't be a little crybaby. You suck at baseball. Own up to it. It's nobody else's fault. Stop making excuses. You suck. Get out of here. All right. Wow. 
Short and simple. He's, Brian, he's got anything way to more on. opportunities than he should have. Well, I mean, that's tough. Like, just playing devil's advocate, we know the New York media. Like, I would like to, like, really see, like, maybe it's out of context. Because, you know what? I didn't even – Chase brought that that quote to our attention right before we started. Me and Danny hadn't even heard that, which I find, like, kind of weird. Like, I feel like um, that would have been all over Twitter, and I don't know how I would have missed that. But I, I guess I did. And, like, yeah, face value, that, that's pretty bad. Uh, what Everything Danny said is right. I mean, the guy – it's he sucks. Like maybe you don't play every day cause you suck. Like you shouldn't like he promised us this 30, 30 season, have some fuck you. And he just hit his seventh homer of the year at the end of September. Like and by also, also being one of the worst defensive outfielders in baseball, uh, base running mistakes. Like he's just, there hasn't been one time you could smile about Aaron Hicks on the team besides that one lucky home run he hit, I guess against Houston, I think. Yeah, sure is, yeah. But uh, like, I mean, the guy, like Danny said, the guy shouldn't be here. Uh, he doesn't provide anything for the team and he just, he's been almost, he, we've been saying it before. Like he's been checked out like a, in a bunch of plays when the mental mistakes like just can't happen. You can't have a guy like that in your playoff team. I don't care. He's a switch hitter. I don't care that Boone loves him. I don't care that we're paying him. Um, there's that big contract, that horrible contract that he's on. Uh, it's, it's weird. I feel like, I don't know what's going on with the, the uh, this is almost the second type of interview we've had, like a going out interview before with, you know, we had Gallo where he was talking about, how he disappointed the fans and he knew, you know, he was kind of on his way out and then we we're doing the same thing with Hicks. Um, it's, it's kind of a weird thing that I haven't really seen before, especially twice in a season, but you know what? I'm all for Hicks getting out of here. So that's <laughs> fine. We made that move for a reason, uh, trading Monty for Bader and we got a long way to make that look like a win for us after what Monty's been doing, but we'll have to it's see. A win. I, it's a win. Like we need, we need it. Like it's a win. Now I, I see it as a win. We need Bader, but the thing about him, at least with Gallows, Gallo kind of took blame too. Like he was like, "Yeah, I, I messed. Like I was bad. I have to live with that for the rest oh, of my life." He I was self accountable. Yeah, yeah. But Hicks, like, oh, it's really hard when you don't play every day. He, what does he not understand? He's gotten way more opportunities than he should have. He should have been benched in May. But injuries happen. Boone happens. Like, and he played. He played this whole season. It feels like he's in the lineup every single day. You know what? I agree. And if he's taking shots at Aaron Boone, he really needs to like reassess. And I'm not one to defend Aaron Boone, but that's the last guy Aaron Hicks should be upset with because that is the only guy that still believed him and gave him a chance if yeah, he's really, really making the lines. But he's been like, you know, that's the last guy Hicks should have a problem with. And going back to like the Gallup thing, like those two have been compared all year by us, at least, because um they've been the two worst Yankees. I think we can agree with IKF knocking on the door. But like I just <laughs> I don't know, like, and we always compared them, and we always favored Gallo because he always played hard, always like said the right things, and you could tell he really like, we, you know, was trying his best out there. And Hicks, we don't see any of that. You know, he doesn't take any any accountability for for his terrible season. Goes out there, blames everyone else but himself. Um, you know, watches watches two runs come in as he's like upset for not making a catch <laughs> on a fly ball. Like, so good riddance. I hope I hope he's gone as soon as possible. So. If you scroll a little more through the article, you can see a couple more quotes that are definitely worth mentioning. Um, he says, asked if he can make it work out in New York. Hicks says, quote, I don't know. The Yankees are going to have to make a decision, and I'll wait for whatever happens. It's not really my call. So, again, TBD, we'll have to find out um, towards the end of the season once things are, you know, dying down. Um but also, if, also came out and said that once, like, like this was when the Bader trade happens. That Bader is our starting center fielder, basically saying like Hicks is done once Bader comes back. Which was I said on the I said this on the podcast before. That was weird to me because usually like you're like, all right, well we'll see what happens when it gets here. But he flat out said Bader's our starting center fielder. So then, if you continue to scroll um, through the article, it's kind of a longer article, but um, 
Hicks and Hicks notes that he's seen that he's seen Gallows had some improved results after being traded to the Dodgers. And that's in the article's own words. I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, what's the word? I'm not, um, oh my gosh, no, not plagiarizing. Um, I'm not, uh, oh my gosh, paraphrasing, paraphrasing. I'm not paraphrasing the article. Um, but it says he has noticed how Gallows had some improved results after being traded to the Dodgers following his disastrous stint with the Yankees quote. Joey started to play better with the Dodgers, and I saw on a podcast that L.A. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts played a big part of that, with him wanting to get most out of his players, Hicks said. As of right now, I feel the more I play, the better I'm going to play, and that's not what's going on right now. Things are tough in New York. I don't have an answer. If they feel this isn't the right fit for me, that's their call. If I do go to another team, I can help them win. (laughs) You're not helping anybody win. Not helping anyone. Even right there even right there when you dive into it a little bit in the in the Dave Roberts quote sure yeah I mean Joey Gallo has he's not good but like he's played better with the Dodgers I mean I think we could he's played a little bit better he's still not good but can you credit that to Dave Roberts probably I mean a change of scenery helps everybody but to go out here and say that Dave Roberts is the success is because Dave Roberts wants to get the most out of his players meanwhile Aaron Hicks goes above and beyond past second chances, past third chances, past even fourth chances of getting these guys their opportunities to continue to keep themselves in the lineup and prove themselves. And this guy's actually out here saying that he's not playing every day and he doesn't know why. It's <laughs> it's like, I just feel like, not that this is Joey Gallo all over again because Gallo wasn't like this in terms of not holding himself accountable. We said Gallo held himself accountable, but I feel like this is like, Gallo 2.0, but just like a different version. Like this is like like the second movie. This is the sequel. It's just crazy. We got two of these in the season. <laughs> we got two of these guys like that are basically getting run out of New York. Like we said, a fan base has never like collectively hated one player as much as these two guys. Like really, a fan base hasn't. And IKF, there are still some IKF believers out there. Which I'll never understand, but there a fan base. The Yankee fan base has never really came together to hate the two guys as much as we do. Like, I can't really think of what, like, everybody hates them. Three. Truther. Three. A lot of the guys on Twitter hate IKF. I mean, you can. No, even... no. Yeah, but there are some, there's, there are some IKF truthers. There are none for Hicks and Gallo. There were none for Gallo. There are it's none true. for Hicks, but some no, people like true. IKF. It's true. It's true. It's, it's pretty remarkable. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's honestly hilarious. I mean, when it's you really so think funny. about it. My favorite thing earlier in the season was going on Aaron Hicks Twitter, like typing in Hicks's name in the thing and just reading all the recent tweets. It's funny. It's funny stuff. And look, like Brian said earlier, is there a chance that these quotes are taken out of context? Absolutely. The New York media does this all the time. And the New York Post is infamous for doing that, in, at least in terms of their coverage over the Knicks. I mean, Mark Berman does this pretty much every day with his coverage on the Knicks. I don't know about the Yankees in particular, but... I do know that they've done it in the past. So do I want to give Hicks the benefit of the doubt? No, because he doesn't deserve it right now. But this is just, this is the current state of Aaron Hicks with the Yankees. So I guess we'll have to see how that, see how that finishes. But it seems like Danny right now, it seems like it's coming to a close. Why is that? Because he stinks. No, what? Okay. But he's also being pushed out by... Hey, Bay Bader! Yeah, there hey, you Bay go. Bader. 
What the hell was that? Let's go. This is what I've been waiting for. I was the only one to kind of defend the trade in the beginning. And now I don't think you could say it's a bad trade. Even if Bader doesn't provide much at the plate. Like we need someone other than Hicks out there. Our starting rotation has looked fine. As long as we make the right decisions with Dwinkle Hermond, why the hell was he coming out of the bullpen in a series in Milwaukee? Someone tell me that, Chase, Brian, someone. I have no explanation for it, but I can tell you that he's coming back into the rotation now that Frankie shit toss is on the IL. So Yeah, but I, I just you. don't understand the, that move. He has been our second best starter. Maybe actually he's probably been our best starter since he's been back. Um, Herman Nestor had that IL stint. Nestor had that IL stint. Herman is absolutely our best starter. Yes, since- he's been, yeah. our, and that th- that just shows. That told us. That said, he's not a starter in the rotation in come playoff time, which is crazy to me that they're saying that in a game in, in a regular season game in September on your best starter. Like, how do you not have Herman implemented right there in the three spot of the rotation? That's where he should be. And by bringing him out of the bullpen in a game in Milwaukee in the regular season, you're saying he's not. He's not that. He's not in the starting rotation. We're going to have Tyone and Montas ahead of him. Maybe Severino. Severino pitches tomorrow. I'm very, very excited for that. But I'm on the Hey Bay Bader train right now. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Bader, too. I think, um, I mean, if you look at the guy's just defensive highlights, and he's literally the human highlight reel out there in center field. So that should be that should be a lot of fun. underrated bat as well. Underrated hopefully, bat. Yeah, hopefully his bat. I mean, honestly, at this point, any any bat will be better than Aaron Hicks yeah. at the moment. So automatically, the Yankees are getting an upgrade defensively and offensively, whether you're a Bader believer or not. Well, I mean, last year he had a really good. Like we brought this up before. I don't want to do it again, but his 2021 season at the plate was really good. Like it was really good. Like it was really really solid. When you're playing Gold Glove defense, honestly, you could be playing Platinum Glove defense. He's He's that good out there. Um, and yeah, his 115 OPS plus, 785 regular OPS, 16 home runs, like in 103 games. Like he's, he could be solid at the plate. I'm excited for it. I really am. And um, to even show some of the excitement, uh, someone slid in my DMs today on Yankees Pinstripes. Slid and in them. They slid in your DMs. Someone slid in the DMs and told me that they have Bader two plus bases today on FanDuel. So the fans are excited for, for Bader. Um, Brian, you're awfully quiet over there. How do you feel about Bader coming back? No, I wanted to let you guys let you guys talk. I'm actually really excited for Bader, and I wasn't at the beginning, but like like I said, I know I think I said it before too. But Hicks has played so incredibly bad that I'm so pumped to have like a new fresh face out there. And at the very least, you know that Bader will play on real defense. I think. Uh, did Boone say he's like the best defensive center fielder in baseball? I believe. Yeah, I think so, he did. Yeah. But- yeah. Which he is. he is, um, but he is. No, I know. I was. I'm going to tell the fans this is not an IKF. This is not a boon t- telling you IKF's the best shortstop. This is, this is different because Bader actually is one of the best shortstops, <laughs> uh, best center fielders in baseball. And I'm actually really excited to see it up there. Um, I, you know, Judge goes back to his natural position, although he's played a great center field. But he goes back to his natural position. Uh, uh, Bader gives you a lot of flexibility with, with um, in in the field and and the speed he'll hit. Probably not that much, but at this point, anything's better than Hicks. So, like, whatever Bader does, if he can get on and steal a couple bases, uh, I'm actually I'm actually really excited to see Bader tonight. He's in, yeah, hitting seventh playing center tonight, and yeah. um, let's look for him to do something big early. So, I think he he said today actually that uh, he like re- uh, repeated the Derek Jeter quote like they want to cheer for you, the fans. Like I think when he was asked about the Yankee fans, like they want to cheer for you, so you have to like give them something to cheer about. And he was like, I'm ready to do. It. Like I want to give them something to cheer about. 
like, I'm sure he's pumped to be in New York. Like, uh, I'm sure he's excited to get back out there. He's been out for a while. And I think it is a guy that the fans are really going to come to like because, I mean, he's, anyone but Aaron Hicks the fans will love, and especially a guy that's going to play defense like Harrison Bader will. I'm, I'm excited to see him. Yeah, and people – um, shit, what was I going to say? I'm pulling a chase. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that does come off the heels of the IKF, top two defensive shortstop in the league, and then he makes an error to – Pretty much loses the game. I know Josh Johnson ended up tying the game, but still, they shouldn't have had the lead. Josh Johnson could get in the seat. But I was just going to say something about Bader. Well, while you're thinking, I will say that we've seen this story before with with Isaiah Conner-Falefa. We thought he was going to be a fan favorite. So um, I do want to temper my expectations just a little bit. Um, That's not really fair to Bader to do that, because, but I'm only doing it because we've seen this story before. So. Yeah, that's why I'm tempering my expectations. So we'll see what happens. Bader and his rehab stints too. He hit a couple bombs. He's getting up. He's hitting doubles. Like he look. He's looking good. And the thing I saw today on Twitter was that Bader feels now physically and mentally ready for this spot because we've seen guys come to New York, come to the Yankees, and not kind of make the impact we thought right away, like Ben Attendee or all, whatever. All these guys and. Ben Teddy being the most recent one, Montas, even though Montas still hasn't found it. Um, I let him getting like that month or two months, I guess, to kind of mentally prepare himself, get ready, get right. So he's not feel just the, thrown right into the, the mix right away. He gets kind of gets familiar, kind of, you know, psych himself up. He's ready now. Like not be mentally weak, not be shy of the moment. Cause he's been here now for two months. He's gotten two months to get ready for his New York debut. What better way to do it against the beastly Pittsburgh Pirates that swept the Dodgers this year? Yeah. A powerhouse of a team. What what do you guys have tonight for his uh, offensive line? In terms I'm going of... four for four, four home runs. Okay. Brian? Um, <laughs> Not actually doing that. I'll, but... <laughs> I'll, 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 he'll get one hit, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, yeah nice, not, cool one, like, for, one for three, one for four. I'm, I'm gonna say like really excited for his – hitting like yeah. i want to see him play uh, he's making a dive and catching the outfield tonight that's all i know i'm gonna say one for three with a single a walk and a stolen base that's what mm, i walks are hard walks are hard to come by from harrison bader i'm looking at it right now are they yeah, really no. walks are hard to come by. well his <laughs> this season uh before he got hurt he was hitting 256 with an on-base percentage of 303 so yeah. i don't really know on base last that's year not. of 324 like he's yeah i guess he's he's not like the work to count kind of guy i guess but all right well, well, well he's like, walking you know <laughs> we're just saying like he he doesn't have to do much offensively to like make us yeah. happy. Really, he just got to play like his game. To make sense. this team better, he doesn't need to do much offensively. I know offense has been struggling, but that's not what he's here to do. You got to have that one guy in the lineup that's there for defense. IKF's I mean, not doing know, it. An underrated thing, um, actually, could be so his sprint speed is in the ninety fourth percentile, and we all know about Hicks and his double play issues. So even if Bader goes up there and does the same exact thing, hits ground balls like that with guys on, he'll actually beat them out for a change. So yeah, like that could be an under thing. Like, first of all, I don't want him to go up there and the base loaded and ground balls every time like Hicks does. But if he does, like we actually have a chance of scoring a run on it. Like uh, speed is like speed kills. That's what they say. Kills. True. Speed kills. Speed kills. Um, And this is a, this is a three game set against the pirates, right? Two. Oh, it's two. two. And then we have four against the Red Sox this weekend. Starting on Thursday. At home, right? Yes. yes. At home. Do you guys know who we're facing tomorrow? Tomorrow? I have no idea. But I think facing tonight. The Pirates the, tomorrow. I think tonight the guy that's starting is actually making his major league debut. I think. 
We don't do good against those guys. Yeah, oh, we're versing Brian. Did you do that as like a like a? Yeah. No, oh I know. I knew. Who it was. <laughs> All right, Brian. I'll let you take it. Wait, what? We are facing tomorrow Rowanzi Contreras, uh, who was oh. a former. Yeah, he was a former Yankees top prospect. I remember seeing him. Um, I guess not like top top, but he was he was higher up on the Yankee prospect list. Um, I remember when the Yankees were still with, or when the Charleston River Dogs were still the Yankees' single A affiliate. I was down there and was wa- I went to watch a game, and Rowanzi pitched, and I didn't know who he was at the time because this is years ago. He's still in single A, you know, he's in the big leagues, and I was like, this guy's electric. <laughs> I was like, like they couldn't hit him down there, and like his like his stuff was really good, and he was throwing really hard. And I'm like, who is this? And I look him up, and Rowanzi Contreras. Sure enough, he's like he was in the Yankees' top ten prospect list. They ended up trading him, obviously, to, to Pittsburgh. Was that Tyone or Clay? I can't even remember. Tyone. So he was in the Tyone trade. So uh, he was traded for Jameson Tyone. Um, he's been pretty good. He's got a three point two four. Like he, like he's come up. This is his, his rookie year. He's that been hurts, good. man. That hurts. That's a lost trade. That's a lost trade for us, I think, because coming into this season, when baseball, like he wasn't in the top one hundred prospects or whatever, he was kind of high on our list, but he wasn't that top. He came into the season as the seventy first. He skyrocketed up the the board. He was in the top one hundred, and we're like, shit, is this guy actually be good? And in eighteen games this year, three two four. 127 whip. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a rookie, like he's been, he's been good. Um, so I know this is tomorrow, but this will probably be out tomorrow anyway. So yeah, we're gonna get to see Rowanzi. So he's only 22. Like he has a bright future ahead of him. I kind of yeah, wish man, he still had him, but we'll see. His last seven, he's got a 229. And look, I I want to give I want to give credit though to Jamo Tyone because as someone as someone nobody loves Tyone more than me, you know. I know, but no one was doing it, so I figured I would. So, Wait, Luis Ortiz, actually, this is his second big league uh, outing. Second? His first, he went five and two-thirds, no runs, five strikeouts. Oh, great. great. That's that's good yeah. to know. We got two young young guns. Young, yeah, young st- and we don't do good against those. I, I, I do want to give credit, though, to J-Mo Tyone. As someone who was not a big su- supporter in him previously before this season, um, the duality of man, as Brian would say, um, Jamison Tyone has really turned heads. Not that he's been like anywhere close to being elite, but like he's done his job. Like he's done pretty much what the Yankees brought him here to be. Um, and uh, obviously unfortunate that the trade results in what, what, what was his name? What, what was the prospect's name? Ronzi Contreras. Yeah. Results in obviously him being what he is now, but, um, I, I mean, I guess I say lost trade, like. Tyone's been solid for us, but I I would like the young stud here. Of course, anyone takes the wrong side, and that's why I that's why I'm already regretting the Frankie freaking montage trade because Ken Waldachuk's like a freaking superstar down over there in Oakland. So you never know though when pitchers first come up. Like a perfect example is like Michael Fulmer. He won AL Rookie of the Year, and you never heard from him since. Like you never know. Like one like once the MLB guys have scouting reports on you, like yeah. maybe they figure out better. Like Rowanzi's uh, percentages aren't great, so like. Like we'll we'll have to see. I mean, he's twenty two. Like he was, he has good stuff. Though. I told you, I saw against that a lot. Against a healthier Yankee lineup, healthier. I love this lineup tonight. The, really, I don't have a single problem with the lineup tonight. Which for the first time in a while, except for IKF, is the only problem I have. Rizzo the other day had a couple hits. Showed us what a healthy Rizzo can do. Hit a home run. Sh- uh, showed us why we miss him. You know, can't have Marlu's in there. And um, now that they're getting healthier, uh, hopefully they can keep this momentum building. Until the playoffs, and then Judge can easily get to that milestone that we've all been longing for. What if and Judge doesn't get there? That would 
you know, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to even put that out there in the universe. I'm sure you guys can guess where I was going with this. Knock on wood. You suck. I didn't say <laughs> it. I didn't say it. But no, but like, but we got to cover all aspects, right? Like there is a chance, like 16 games when pitchers are pitching around you. Like that's what I, that's what I was kind of saying before. Like they, yeah. Like, like we got to bring up like both the sides of it. Like it's not like a set in stone thing. He's going to get it. Like, obviously it looks real good. But, you know, anything could happen. I think Babe Ruth had, like, 59 home runs through this on his 60 home run season through these games, and he only hit one. That would be heartbreaking if Judge didn't break it. I'm not going to lie. I would be really it upset. Would be he will. I know he will. He will. I know He's it. He's just not that good at baseball, apparently. I don't know. Said nobody According to this Dodgers – nope, but this Dodgers fan on Twitter said it. said that Cody Bellinger was way better than him, and all Judge does is hit home runs. He's not really that good. <laughs> Well, we can reevaluate that once Danny goes back at him when, when he wins the MVP yeah. award. Um, he said this like a couple of weeks ago, though. So it wasn't like a before this. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> we'll reevaluate. Don't worry. We'll reevaluate in our all season. Our it doesn't have to be reevaluated. It's so whatever. Whatever. Um, but that is uh, that's where I want to end things off for me. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say before we go. Hey, Bay. Good man. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, go Aaron Judge. Judge. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, our socials, as always, are in the YouTube video. If not, if you're listening, make sure to follow us on Twitter at OfficialSTNPod, on Instagram at Spread of the News, on TikTok at Spread of the News. Uh, I think that's everything. Wait. And go ahead. Um, let's give a little playoff update. You know, we're getting to that time, 16 games left of the season. We're five and a half games up on Toronto. Five and a half games in 16. It's looking good. Five and a half games up. But if the season ended right now, we'd be playing the Guardians or Seattle. Which I don't really want to play Seattle. No, I don't either. But yeah, just got to give the heads up because the, the division isn't set in stone yet. Um, But I actually did change my stance. We, I said last week I want the Yankees to, if I would rather them face the Blue Jays, I want to face the Rays. I yeah, thought I about it. I don't want to face the Blue Jays. I want to face the Rays. Well, also, I said I want to see how this series next week against the Blue Jays goes. Also, okay. so so you will uh we'll know we'll know yeah. next week. Yeah. But uh, Brian, anything to uh now that we're already on this point, anything to unless if you you're ready to go, are you? No, I'm, I was ready to go, but yeah, I mean we'll have to see. We'll update it next week, I guess. I mean, they they don't the Yankees play. Not the best teams coming up, so let's take advantage of it. Let's do it. Thank you all for listening. Again, I already said the socials. You see them. Uh, if not, just rewind, and you can find them. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all, and we will see you next week, hopefully when Judge has broken the record. Peace. <laughs>